It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. What's up, everybody? I forgot about one thing earlier on the last episode. So welcome to the podcast, the public access podcast here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN, where you can hear other shows such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast, This Is It with Lizzie and Stay By the Ben. Show is brought to you by Stoner Eats Productions, Red Ben Savage as fuck, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, and Sock'emUp.org. And you guys, if you want, you can... Leave a message, or you can uh, you can also be like this guy. Messages, messages. We don't leave no stinking messages. You can be like him too. I don't care. I like it if you do, and if you want to, the phone number is five zero three nine seven four six four twenty. I'll play it on the air. You can listen to it back or watch me react to it on video if you want on a YouTube or a Rumble, where you can also see this podcast. So thank you, everybody, for being here. And it's time to bring on my special guest right here, right now. We have Tanisha Lee Costales. How are you doing? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, it's great to have you here. It's, uh, it's a little hot here. Um, I hopefully you uh, have some sort of cooler something around you right now. But yes, I do. We have central air, so Ooh, be- we're beautiful. definitely blessed over here. But it's hot in Florida. Oh, okay. You're in Florida. How's uh, how's Florida doing? Uh, Florida life. Are, have you been in Florida for a while? For a year and a half, we relocated from New York and came out here and honestly it's the one of the best decisions we have ever made we absolutely love the land out here and you did it about 30 40 years before most other people in new york too so you got a mm-hmm. you got a good jump on them uh, yeah born and raised out in new york so okay all right yeah uh mm-hmm. i was i was out there a few days ago and um yeah probably a little different, but so you're in Florida. So you, uh, I, you know, um, the, where are you from? Well, right now I'm in Connecticut. So I'm, okay. yeah, it's not that hot, far from New York, not too far. It's to be about an hour and 20 minutes. So yeah, not too bad. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you came out to, you decided to leave New York and go to Florida. And so uh, I mean, what was what was something that caught you by surprise? What was the first thing that caught you by surprise in Florida? I guess is the question. Hmm. By surprise. I don't think anything really caught me by surprise. Everything was pretty new. We definitely enjoyed the view of the palm trees. That was the first thing we noticed once we entered into Florida. We was like, palm trees, wow. So, but I don't think there's much of a surprise. 
Okay. You, you haven't seen any wild stuff. You haven't seen any Florida man stuff or, uh, you know about that, you know, about the Florida man or you can type. No. In. So if, if you go on Google and you type in Florida man or Florida woman, and then any day of the year, maybe your birthday you type in that, um, and every day has some crazy story of some person in Florida, um, doing whatever wow. but yeah if you ever get a chance uh, if you ever uh are... but now that you mentioned it <laughs> there is something that caught us by surprise when we bought the house we didn't have a fence in the back and we don't have neighbors in the back where we live so we're sleeping and i wake up in the middle of the night uh with this noise of some type of animal i did not know what it was but now that i've oh. lived here for some time Come to find out, there's just turkeys roaming around. Whoa! So okay, it was a turkey, and and they're usually roaming in flocks. So, right, we have a fence now, but there's turkeys always roaming around, and it was it felt like animals fighting or something dying. I don't know what was going on, but it was turkeys. You never seen turkeys before. I mean, yeah, like in a farm, you know, like in school when we go on little field trips, yeah. but it's not like I was there spending time with it. Yeah. Where I, 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 don't where think, I knew the voice. Well, the, the sounds they make. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would. I mean, I saw, I think my first thing of wild turkeys when I was driving somewhere, I don't know where I was driving. If I was, I think it was when I was driving from Oregon to Minnesota. I think I saw some along there. And I was like, I don't know, another I ever seen before. I think I was in Idaho or Montana then. And just saw, yeah, wild turkeys. And who'd ever thought, you know, uh, you gotta see some different stuff. So, yeah. Uh, and so you're born and raised in New York. And so then you're going down to Florida. And so was that, I mean, were you in the city? Um, in New York in, or no in New York I was in Long Island so, okay yeah so it's not the city it's Long Island more uh, more space you get an actual yard oh where did you ever hear of Brentwood the town of Brentwood in Suffolk County in New York where the whole um, oh my goodness, what's that gang? The MS gang, the Salvadoran MS game, and, and, and Trump yeah. ended up going to New York because of the whole situation, how Brentwood was super bad because of the MS gangs were just killing people. Have you ever heard that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I born and raised in Brentwood, New York. <laughs> okay. All right. But we left, our house was in Mastic when we left. When we bought our first house, it was in Mastic, which was a little um down down more down south more okay right? yeah uh, is it down south <laughs> somewhere yeah it's i yeah. mean it's all down south to me so right uh, <laughs> which is yeah um yeah went uh, a couple times and did the ferry from bridgeport to port washington did that one mm. before we moved out here um came out here to come look at places and yeah, I went over there to that part of the island, but um, did you ever go out uh, by Montauk? Montauk. I, or do no. you know anything about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stories I know. and stuff. 
Um, definitely, uh, you know, the Montauk, um, oh my goodness, what is it? Lighthouse, the lighthouse. I've, but I've never, yeah. I've never really traveled down there. I wasn't so far away, probably like an hour, two hours away from Montauk. Yeah. It's like a rough estimate. Um, but I've never, I've never been really down there. Okay. okay. There was uh, I think it's Montauk. Or there's another, it might be a different island right there where there was, uh, I think there's Montauk, there was things. Oh, what's that island? There's some island, uh, Plum Island. Oh, I Fire Island. Are you talking about Fire Island? Uh, I don't know where there was some sort of uh, like an animal testing place. Oh, no, I never heard of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think there's like an animal testing place on Plum Island, I believe. And they were having interesting things washing up on the shore in Montauk, I think is what it was. But honestly, um, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. It, so did you go swimming? And uh, where? so if you're going to the, the coast, uh, to if you call it the beach, I guess, I don't know if you call mm -hmm. it the beach or not. Beach. Did you go around there? Or did you go further out? Like how far would you have to go away from the city to go? get into the ocean mm -hmm. so when I was living in Brentwood it was about 30 minutes away mm -hmm. um no I'm lying it was probably like 20 20 minutes away when I lived in Brentwood not too far but when I moved to Mastic it was about 45 minutes away so not so bad yeah and so now are you closer now down there are you more well, are it's you about like it's yeah, it's about the same distance from when we lived in Mastic. We go to Clearwater because the water okay. is clearer. So I would rather <laughs> go to Clearwater. So we travel about probably like 40 minutes away from where and we're located. So has it been different with... So do you, when you're working, are you mainly uh, doing virtual stuff like this? Or are you... So I work from home. Okay, so has it been different then with um, with there being sunshine all the time as opposed to has that mm. been harder because I, I mean I, I grew up in Portland Oregon and uh, I mean so I'd have gray at nine ten months out of the year and a little bit of sun and so doing stuff inside was one thing and then yeah I moved uh I moved to Minnesota and yeah, it was a lot of sun. It was cold, but tons of sun. And so then I felt like I could go outside and I think I became, I don't know if I became less productive or I just maybe got more hours in the day somehow uh, to do stuff. But uh, has it been kind of a thing with that? With um, or Do you have a pretty set schedule when you work or has it been harder to you know, get out and no, it's smooth sailing. It's I'm honestly living my best life out here. I was already working from home in New York, but out here is such a beautiful scenery uh, where my office is. We have the sliding doors where it's out to the lanai. So you see the pool, you see the sun, you see our beautiful backyard, and it's just a beautiful scenery. It's we're, we're, we're living good out here. We're definitely blessed. Yeah. And so you, uh, 
you got transferred out there to Florida, you said, and you choose to go out to Florida? Um, I, we wanted to relocate and move to Florida. So I asked my job if that was a possibility for me to relocate my position over here since I'm already working from home out in New York. And right. they agreed, they approved it. And that's it. It was out, I think by like two and a half months, we sold our, our house was already sold in New York. And we parked our house oh. and we just drove, took the family and drove. And we have no, we had no family out here. We just left. How's that been? It's been, it's been good. Our, we've been the best we've ever had, have like there's, we've received so many breakthroughs in this home. And I started my business. I started writing the book and my marriage became better. I already had a good relationship with my children, but um, it's so much better now. At first they were kind of, how should I say? You, they needed, when I was embarking on this journey on starting the business and writing the book, I had less time with doing the chores that I normally would do. So they needed to basically pick up my slack and they're 12, 11 year, years old, the two oldest. So it's like, you guys need to help, help me out. You need to help your dad out. He can't do everything. I'm over here working. So at first it was, you know, it was a little hassle. We have one that is pretty good with cleaning. And then we have another one, the boy that doesn't like cleaning at all. So there was a lot of, you know, punishments where it was taking away the PlayStation or whatever <laughs> game he has. I don't know, Xbox. I don't know those, those games, but now it's good. Now we're, we're on a schedule. It's like, these are your chores. You must do it. Or you don't get to play with your game for a full week. So you decide. Yeah. We're good. And so then that worked out pretty well and got yeah. him to do everything. And um, so then, so when you decided you're going to write a book, was it, uh, I mean, was it like you just like, got to write a book, let's, uh, let's start, let's start hammering this out. Um, or was it, I'll tell you exactly what happened. So one day, a thought came to my mind you should write your, write a book to tell your story. And that's something I never wanted to do. I did not like English class. I did not like writing essays. So I'm like, kind of like laughed, smirked it off, definitely pushed it to the side and went on without, went on with my day. I knew I wanted to start a business. So I was ready kind of in my brain figuring out what product could I sell? What can I do? Then not so far after that, um, because I am a believer. So the Lord uh, spoke to this man and he you know, basically prophesied over my life. And he said, the Lord is telling me to tell you that you need to write a book. So, and I was just like, oh man. So that thought, that was in my head was God telling me to write my book to share my story. So who is the man? Oh, it's a, a, a man of God that in the beginning of my walk, the Lord used to, um, to teach me about the Lord. 
um, I don't, I don't want to just like say his name because. Oh, okay. Not... So it wasn't a metaphorical man. It, no, it was a natural person. It was, yeah, it was a, a, okay. a man, a, a, a physical man. It was a physical man. Gotcha. Just, God just spoke to him to give me that message. Like, yeah, that was me. That was telling you to write the book. And, and yeah. then obviously I received other confirmation too, that he was telling me to go forth with the book. So, so I said, listen, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to obey you. I'm going to just write everything down and you need to connect me with the people who would be willing, who's going to be able to get my story out in a way that is going to touch lives. And that's what he did. He connected me with my divine helpers and my book is published. It hit international number one bestseller. So cool. he did his thing. And so when you were writing, was it, uh, I mean, did you do it sort of uh, like an outline and then fill in the gaps or did you just sit down and just write and write and write and write and write and then uh, maybe edit it later or or what oh, how that there go? was a lot of editing let me tell you that <laughs> so yeah what I did was I read, I was like okay you want me to share my story you want me to share my testimony my encounter I had with him that made me turn to Christ and walk on that path and where I am now so I need to start from the very beginning so I knew I, I was already going to start when I was in my mother's womb and so now and what has how he I've overcame trauma I've overcame abuse and it was I overcame self-hatred people pleasing and it was all through God's help so I started from the beginning. Okay. Let's start when I'm young. So I just started writing everything down from when I was young. I was a child. What happened throughout that childhood and just kept going on, living on my own by the age of 16, uh, graduating high school, 11th grade, meeting the father of my children, how that went, how the abuse, abuse continued, and just on until I suffered from uh, fibromyalgia. And then I end up going on a self-discovery. I left the father of my children and I went to embark on a self-discovery journey because I knew my problem was I never loved myself, so I needed to love myself. And so with the, the fibromyalgia, was that kind of, uh, was that hard to explain to the people around you? Because, yes, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's an interesting one. And um, yeah, because it's hard to explain. Um, mm -hmm. like, no one, no one understands the pain unless someone has the same thing. Right. Has a, yeah. is suffering from the same chronic pain. No one would yeah. understand because we look perfectly fine in the outside, but the pain is so unbearable. We no longer want to live. It gets it gets hard. It sucks uh, sometimes. And so, was it able to uh, when were you able to get some relief uh, from that, or has that? 
it was I've tried my best to try to get some relief. I started drinking more too because I at first they were saying I had uh holy spirit what's that word vertigo at first they said I had vertigo so I started drinking more to kind of somewhat balance myself out it got so bad that what I was drinking my body got so used to it that I wasn't even feeling nice anymore so I was just like well this is done and I don't really like drinking that much anyways I'm just doing this to try to help me okay and of course, I was already smoking weed before I had the fibromyalgia, but now yeah. I'm smoking an ounce every two weeks by myself. Well, that, are you smoking blunts <laughs> or something? And yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm rolling joints. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm, I was doing all that. I was rolling joints. I was. I at the end, I had insomnia, and the pain intensified. And I would go outside in my car and I would just smoke joints after joints after joints until like it would take hours until I finally got a little tired. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take, take myself inside to try to get some sleep now. So Um, I had the nerves on my neck burned twice, but the thing is the nerves on your neck, they regenerate. So when they regenerate, the pain starts coming back. So when I got the nerves on my neck burned, it helped a little bit. There was a little bit relief. It was still, I still felt the pain, but it wasn't as bad as it was. But a month later, it starts increasing. Two months later, it starts getting and then three months you're like oh my gosh like everything is back to where it was I did many tests what what else did I do oh I did I forgot the name but I have it in my book I did some other tests that hurt that was the last test I did and it did absolutely nothing they I was on so many medications they prescribed me a cancer medication to try to relieve the pain that was yeah that wasn't helping so I've tried a lot of things so So mm -hmm. you're feeling relief now oh yeah I'm healed 100% healed you're healed what happened was that from this is is that part of the book yeah, everything's part of the book, but I'm willing to share. Hello. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah, good. I told all you right. I'm an okay, open well, book. I'm an yeah, open uh, book. So, and this is part of my testimony. This is why I have a relationship with our Father in Heaven because of my encounter, my healing, my miracle that I received from Jesus. So, the pain got worse I'm telling you insomnia I'm suicidal now I no longer want to live I finally hit rock bottom I got into a minor car accident and it was enough I was done I was heading to the rheumatologist at that time got hit well yeah got hit by a car it was it was minor thank god I was good but once I got out that car and I saw the damage I was just like, mind you, these are thousands of dollars later procedures. It was two, almost two years that I was dealing with this chronic pain. So 
I just threw my hands up and I just said, I'm crying. And I was just like, God, I'm done. If this is how I'm supposed to die, then so be it. I'm no longer seeing the doctors anymore. I'm no longer spending the money. I'm no longer uh, popping those pills. I am done. So you need to do what you need to do because I give up. I did not know that when I did that, I finally opened the door for him to come into my life. Oh, I got goosebumps. Oh, that's the Holy Spirit. (laughs) So that same night, without me knowing, I was in my room, dark, lights off, and I was on TikTok, no, not TikTok, (laughs) it was YouTube, and this was five years ago, by the way, YouTube, and that's when I started learning about the truth of the world, the deception, all the lies, that everything we were taught was a lie. I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about, everything, the government, as the corporation, everything that we're being poisoned in our food, our water. Yeah. Everything started, it was like the veil was lifted from my eyes, like that mask. And I was just like, what the freak? So a few days later, as the Holy Spirit is teaching me all, like down, giving me all these download of truth, I'm just like learning, learning. And one day, a few days later, my mother, who is a believer, she sent me a live video on Facebook. So I went on it and it was a man from Africa. He was prophesying to people. So I was on there. I ended up commenting. I was like, I don't have nothing else to lose. So he ended up calling my name and he said, Tanisha, I need to speak. I need to pray over you. He's like, I, the Lord is telling me I need to pray over your healing. So he prayed over my healing. Okay. I received it. Like I said, I have nothing else to lose. Like I'm feeling, I'm about to take my own life. So do what you need to do. The following day, I woke up a hundred percent healed. No pain. I received a miracle and it it could only be him so did you reach back out to this guy in africa did you get to talk with him anymore and uh yeah you know, get to be uh, your test i mean testimony is uh your your book yeah. and yourself um yes the lord had him in my life in the beginning for a little bit i was learning from him learning about um, God, because he was, he would also come on and preach the word. So he, it was in the beginning, he was there in my life. But as you grow, what does, what does the Lord said? He says, there's, there's always a time and a season. So as you go on with your life, and as you're growing, you're learning and you're maturing, there's certain people that were there in the beginning that will no longer be there. They already did their part. Now their season is over. Now it's time for, for, for you to learn from someone else. Or what he does is he pulls you away from people where he just wants the Holy Spirit to teach you his, his, his you know, his, about his kingdom. So 
So, so yeah. And so he was there so, for a little bit. So why why do you think it takes someone to for the I think to really get get anything to have to hit that spot mm. hit that uh yeah. rock bottom i i have another way i like to say it but uh say it you know. go ahead and say it okay. well I, I, when you poop your pants you can't poop your pants anymore so i mean right, right. you're yeah. you're there like so well how's it going to get any worse how's anything going to get any worse it can this when you're open to anything open to whatever's yeah. going to get you get you some yeah. dry undies yeah and exactly you just want that relief so bad so you're just like let me try this thing that I've been pushing away my whole life right because unfortunately we are very stubborn therefore you don't hear that's why you hear a lot of testimonies where they hit rock bottom and then they called out and cried out to God and God came in and they had their encounter and changed their whole life because he's a gentleman. He, we, he gives us free will. Therefore, the decisions that we make, we reap what we sow. That's our free will. So he'll probably send someone throughout your life and quickly like preach to you and oh the lord or prophesy the lord told me that he loves you whatever he'll probably send someone to give a word over you to try to you know reel you in kind of but we're so stubborn and stuck in our ways at time that we're just like oh i'm gonna live my best life i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do i'm a i don't know what people want to do but i'm gonna just right. continue to go clubbing sleeping with girls and smoke my braids out until whatever uh you know listen because I've, yeah. I've been there done that so I I know <laughs> so right so yeah so it's always it's usually when we hit rock bottom that we're just like crap we don't got no, nothing else to lose so let me just call on God it's like there's something in us that really knows that there's a higher power right that we know that there's some type of creator that has created the world that has created us so that's, that's why we just like, screw it. Let me try this God that everyone talks about and tries to convince me of. Yeah. And so then, okay. So then with it, then you're writing, you're getting to write it. And so do you know, in your head, do you know everything that you're going to write or as you're writing it, does more stuff come into your brain and it's like, oh yeah, I need to get that part too. Oh yeah, there's this, I totally forgot about and it would probably be a good story to, to tell. Include it. Yeah. I basically, like I said, wrote down my whole life. It was super long, but there was, but, and then we have a word limit as well. So now we got to, okay, well, I really don't need to go into too much detail with this. I feel like they get the point or let me pull this out. This doesn't really, maybe this could be for another book. This doesn't really need to be here. Let me, or there's times where the, I'm at the end of the book, right? We've been through several editing now and I'm sharing what I've finally wrote to my husband. And because 
I'm forgetting something where I need his input on what we went through. And he's just like, oh, well, no, this, this happened because this, this, and this. And I'm just like, no, it didn't. He's like, yeah, remember the second and third? And I'm just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I forgot about that. But because where I was at mentally, there's a lot of things that we forget when we're really going through it. So I was able to pull information out of him that I kind of forgot. So I was like, I need to put this in this book. Like, this is going to be a great scene for when the, when the movie comes out. Like, I totally forgot I was being that petty. <laughs> so there's a lot of things like you're, you, oops, sorry. So you take out, you're taking out things that don't need to be there. And you're also putting in things. There's a whole bunch of editing that takes place. And that's not even the last editing. Then you have a developmental editor. That's the last piece of editing that basically helps structure your book and gives it that flow and so then then you want to put this into a movie you want to change it oh i i don't i don't have to do anything i just need to continue to share my story spread the message that the lord wants me to spread that i share within that book which is Self-love is the foundation to your healing journey. And he's going to have whoever needs to read it, read it. The word's going to go out and they're going to reach out to me and be like, I want to direct this and put this into a movie. And I'm just going to be like, ooh, I knew you was coming. I knew you was coming. So that's my expectation. So then who are you pitching to play you and your husband? Oh, I mean, I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about choosing actors. That's a good one. But that's most likely something that my husband is going to pick because he's like a movie freak. He, he knows everyone. I'm like, a, I'm more of a visual person. Oh, that's who you're talking about. I'm not really much of a yeah. name person, but he knows everybody. He wa watches movie shows over and over again. I'm just like, didn't you already see this? But so he was, he'll probably be the one to, to pick it, to pick the actors. That was a good question. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Well, a few, uh, feel my sleeve. Um, there's a, so then when you're, you were writing, were you, uh, writing with, uh, like a notepad with a pen, were you using a crayon, uh, were you using a stone and a chisel? Uh, no computer phone yeah well if I'm being honest with you I don't have the best handwriting so I was not trying to write and then scratch things out get a white out no so I did everything on the laptop where I can just immediately delete rewrite so I did on the laptop <laughs> yeah the uh, laptop has pretty good handwriting yeah uh, <laughs> and it it checks for spelling so oh yeah yeah and yeah you don't have to uh you don't have to have white out or you know scratch or um yeah even with the typewriter they had when the backspace thing sort of came in and that was weird um and then let's see so you yeah you got it all out and then so 
I mean, what was it like when you saw that your book was out there? I mean, what, like, was there, was there someone you didn't expect in your life that came and reached out to you because of your, your book, anything of that? We've just, we've just, if, when was it submitted? I think on, was June 30th a Friday? June 30th. Like a week ago? Well, last week we published, both books were published. First it oh, was okay. the ebook and then it was the paperback. So it's, this is recent me. Um, so wow. right here, I have the print, the paperback right here. And so last week it was published and I was able to hit number one bestseller internationally, which that is a blessing. So yeah, I'm just patient, patiently waiting for when, like I said, when that, that person does come and contact me. So what's, what's the follow-up to this book? Oh, as in like a second book? Second book, uh, or you say, you know, a movie, but uh, I mean, is it what's, uh, or is it end at, at present day Tanisha? No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure there's going to be more books. And I do see a second book coming out of it because at the end, I've received so many breakthroughs with my obedience with writing this book that it's going to have the readers like, well, what happens next? And this is the next. This yeah. is the next. Now what I'm living and what's going to happen because of my obedience and who the Lord is going to connect me with to, like I said, spread that message of self-love that's that adventure that journey that I go on is going to be the second part of this one but I'm pretty sure there's other books not pertaining to this I guess my life journey of becoming a virtuous wife and the lessons that I've learned throughout it that I'm going to be writing as well are you going to keep them all non-fiction are you going to write any fiction um honestly I don't Probably nonfiction. Well, hmm. you know what? I do plan on writing a children's book. So that would be considered nonfiction. Probably. Uh, yeah. I mean, for the most part. Right. So, but no, I guess I would have to wait until like the Lord gives me like a download of what he wants me to share as like a nonfiction because it's not my story. But I mean, you never know. It could happen. Right. Um, and so uh, where are people going to be able to buy the book or where are they going to be able to find you, uh, contact you and work with you? How's that going to how are they going to do that? They can always reach out to me on my social media, my Facebook and Instagram. It's at Hannah's Unfading Beauty, which you will see my website, which is hannahsunfadingbeauty.com. They can always reach out there. Also, I do offer a free digital download of the nine keys to overcome spiritual conflict. So in the opt-in page on my website, if anyone ever wanted to have a free download of it, they all they have to do is just place their email and then I will go ahead and send them that free download so they can have it printed out themselves and they can use those nine keys to help them out 
in their day-to-day lives because until this day, I still use it. And I, on my website, I do offer a free 30-minute self-love session with Hannah's TLC, which is me. So all they have to do is schedule a time on the calendar and they'll receive their free self-love session. I mean, yeah, free is a very good price. Uh, Exactly. So, uh, yeah, hey, Tanisha, thank you so much for uh, getting to talk and share share about you and uh, get, everyone gets to to learn about you and uh, should go out and buy your book and check you out and talk to you. So, you know, why wouldn't you want uh, a free call? So, um, yeah, so thank you so much and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yes, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. You enjoy so, your weekend. Likewise. All right. All right. That was Tanisha Lee Costales. Um, yeah, you guys check her out. Get a, get a hold of her. And I'll be, give you the way how. It'll be pretty easy. It'll be in the show notes. Um, yeah, check the show out wherever you listen to podcasts. You probably listen to it now. And you're watching it on YouTube or Rumble. You can also look where they're doing podcasts and it'll be there and thank you guys for listening here on the quantum global broadcasting network qgbn and check out the other shows such as fred ben savage's book stonery oh no that's the sponsors uh but it was a show until disney uh that's a different story until disney sent us a cease and desist um Stonery's Productions, <laughs> Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, and SockMup.org. Check out other shows on the network, such as When the Gloves Come Off, The Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast, This Is It with Lizzie, and Saved by the Ben. And you guys like, subscribe, share. You guys, the numbers are getting huge. You got a lot of people listening, watching, doing all that stuff. So thank you, everyone. Thank you. Keep coming back. Um, you know, you gotta. So that is the show man boom it's rusty diamond motherfucker Ernest! 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 (coughs) Yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right?